Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Explore and Engage with Anam. As you all know by now, there are widespread calls to defund the police. Defund the police, those are words that appear on walls, on banners and signboards, on TV and on social media. There are widespread calls to defund the police and to abolish the police altogether. Others are saying that police should get reduced funding, which would greatly limit their operations. We all know that the police cannot be abolished. There would be no law and order if there is no police. Instead, there will be complete anarchy. There are discussions taking place right now in cities across the country to cut police funding or to completely defund law enforcement agencies. In a previous podcast episode, I asked whether taxpayers would get a refund or would taxes go down if money is taken away from police, if it takes place. If police is defunded and if people no longer have access to police services, then shouldn't they pay less taxes as a result? Well, I won't discuss the details here. Anyone who is interested can listen to my um, podcast episode on that topic. What I do want to discuss here is if police is not funded properly and if their ability to respond to emergencies such as robberies and home invasions is reduced, how would that impact everyone? I mean, people want to be safe. They want their property to be safe. And businesses want to ensure the safety of their employees. When an incident takes place, we call the police. But if police has limited ability to respond, as we saw recently in the case of Seattle, then what other options do people have? After the police precinct was abandoned in Seattle, and as activists created an autonomous zone called CHAZ, Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, which now has been renamed to CHOP, which stands for Capitol Hill Organized Protest. Police reported that the response time for emergencies more than tripled. More than tripled. That is a huge increase in response time. In the case of a break-in or an assault in progress, a tripling of police response time can be devastating or life-threatening for people. In Minneapolis, the city council unanimously voted to replace the police department with with a community-led public safety system. Now, if you ask me what the city council means by a community-led public safety system, I do not know. I don't have the answer. There are other cities where there are efforts to shift funding away from police. If police department funding is reduced and number of police officers is reduced and if response times for emergencies such as break-ins, robberies, etc. increase, then what would people do? In America, at a personal level, law-abiding citizens do have the constitutional right to keep and bear arms to protect against deadly threats. 
At homes and apartments, people can install security systems such as ADT or Simply Safe, and there are many others. There are many television commercials promoting these products. There are companies that offer monitoring services to homeowners and businesses. However, many of these services are monitoring services only. They notify the control room or the police in the event of a break-in or some other emergency. But if the capacity of police is diminished, or if they have a high response time as a result of funding cuts, then what other options do people have to boost the security measures in their homes and places of work in a way that ensures a quick action when there is a crime in progress? People would then naturally look at options that could help prevent crime. Not just a monitoring service, but perhaps armed security personnel who could patrol the perimeter of a residential neighborhood or a commercial area. Uniformed and armed security personnel who would send a message to would-be robbers that they should not even think about trying to commit a burglary or invasion. These all sound a bit strange, given the fact that we have police departments and 911 emergency services that respond very quickly to help save lives. But if funding for police is reduced and it affects their ability to respond to crises, then wouldn't people adopt whatever legal measures necessary to protect their life and property? If you haven't heard about Anchor, It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. Number one, it's free. Number two, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Number three, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. Number four, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And finally, it's everything you need to make a podcast, all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. It is A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. The concept of private security is not new we do have private security services in the United States. But the question is, would reliance on these services grow? And would it grow to an extent that average Americans are going to start considering hiring private security personnel to guard their neighborhoods? And by guard, I do not mean simple patrolling at night, but rather 24 hours a day in a way that it's visible and can help prevent or fight crime. Let's bring in South Africa to this discussion. South Africa, a very beautiful country. But for those who may not know this, the people of South Africa rely heavily on private security guards. In fact, South Africans pay a massive $4 billion with a B. $4 billion each year on private security. 
in a country of approximately 58 million people. In South Africa, half a million people are employed in the private security industry, and that is twice the number of law enforcement officers in that country. Private security is a key sector of the South African economy. If you go on the internet, you will see many news reports on the South African private security industry, so go ahead and take a look, get more information. There's a lot to learn. There's a lot going on in South Africa. South Africa has massive problems with house break-ins, sexual offenses and robberies. There are tactical vehicles that patrol to protect residential areas from being infiltrated and robbed. People have security cameras, strong locks on doors, and much more to prevent people from being able to break in. South Africa has its unique challenges as a result of which the industry of private security has grown a lot to provide people the services they need. People want to be safe. They want to keep their homes and property safe. If police is not able to meet the demands, which would be the case in the United States if, the, if police funding is reduced or completely eliminated, then people would look at other options. In Bangladesh, where I grew up, there was no fast police response or 911 that you call and get a police car to show up. Police services were un unreliable. And so many people had um, other means of protecting their property. For example, there were metal bars on windows. So if someone broke the glass, there was metal. Sometimes those metal were molded in various patterns to give a more artistic look rather than just plain and simple straight bars. But the sole purpose was to prevent a break-in. Even then, there were criminals who could cut metals and invade a person's home, but obviously that was a more time-consuming process than if they simply had to break a glass. The doors that I saw growing up were all very strong with very strong locks, not the kind of door that you can simply kick and, and break in, no. In the United States, we have a strong police force. It does need reforms, which is a work in progress. President Trump has signed an executive order on police reform and members of Congress are also discussing various police reform initiatives. But the calls to defund the police completely or to take money away from law enforcement services would be very much detrimental for the society. Taking funding away from the police would reduce law enforcement's ability to respond to emergencies. And then there may be a gradual shift towards private security or strengthening home and places of business in other ways to safeguard life and belongings. If there is a major nationwide effort to cut police funding or to defund police, there would be a massive shift towards private security. But if that shift takes place, would everyone be able to afford it? I guess not. 
How many people in the country can afford to have a home security system? I do not have the statistics, but I know that not everyone can afford it. And how many people would be able to hire private security personnel? That's a valid question. This is why I had asked in a previous podcast episode whether or not elected officials who take steps to defund the police would also cut taxes for people. Because once police is defunded, people would need money to ensure their safety in other ways. Whether it is through getting a security system, paying security companies for services or something else. If police funding is reduced, if police departments are stretched thin, and if response time for emergencies increase, then people would naturally look for alternative forms of security and response. And if a private security industry does start growing, as it did in South Africa, then keep in mind that not everyone would be able to afford those services. In South Africa, not everyone can afford to install high-tech security systems. Not everyone can hire security personnel. So at the end of the day, the wealthy would be able to get whatever they need to ensure their safety, as Hollywood celebrities do, but the middle class and those with very limited means would become vulnerable. Right now, when you call the police, the police will come. Doesn't matter your financial status. But only the wealthy can afford private security. So if police is defunded or services are greatly reduced, who would be hurt the most? Those in the middle class and those with very limited means. Recent events have made it pretty clear that reforms are very much needed in how policing is done in the United States. But to those who call for defunding police, I would like to say that there would be severe adverse implications if police is defunded. If we want to ensure law and order in society, we need police. But we also need policing reforms and conversations on that topic are taking place right now in the United States. We need to make improvements to policing, but defunding police or cutting down services would hurt the society. Share with me what you think. Do you agree? Do you disagree? If you have other thoughts, I would like to know. So visit www.tossifanam.net and send me a message or leave a comment. I would very much appreciate that. Thank you all for listening. I will be back once again with another episode of Explore and Engage with Anam.